Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Juno Builders, TFM AMA with Chain Tools and Lavana Protocol. Let's take a listen. Good afternoon, everyone. Just seeing a few people here. Jonathan has already requested to come up to the stage. We've also got a mutual friend here, um, Hutch who I was talking to last night about something completely unrelated, but turns out he's an expert in options. Hi there, Jonathan. So I thought we'll bring Hutch up and he can join the conversation too. That, that sounds awesome. Can you, can you hear me okay? Yep, you're coming through loud and clear. Awesome. And we've got Finn from Terra Spaces here, maybe wearing his Juno Spaces hat today. Thank you very much, as always, for recording, sir. We appreciate you. And for anyone listening into this space in the future, if you get value from it, and I've got a feeling there will be value, um, that's more Jonathan and Hutch's contribution than mine. But if you feel you get value from this, it might be worthwhile considering a, de- a donation to Terra Spaces. Could be as small as one USDC. And over time, that'll turn into a nice big sum for our friend Finn and encourage him to keep recording these things for us. I'd imagine some more people will be jumping in. Um, I know Hutch, it's quite early in the morning with him, I believe 6am or so. Hutch is like a good friend we have from, or we had on Terra um, back in the day. But do you want to introduce yourself to the the Juno crowd here, Hutch? Sure. Morning, Rebel. Jonathan, it's been a long time. Um, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, I- <laughs> it's good to see my Terra friends uh, building elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I was uh, was really involved in uh, the Terra community. Really, is more of an educator, uh, similar to what Rebel DeFi does, uh, making videos, help facilitate conversations on uh, spaces and whatnot. Uh, but I am particularly interested in options. In fact, that was I remember one of the last spaces that Terra had that was just pure fire was. Uh, I think it was Sigma Protocol, and they were making an option exchange. And I've I have been out of the loop, arguably, uh, in large part just because I get sad uh, when I get on Twitter and I think about crypto. But uh, I'm emerging from my grief. And uh, when Rebel said that uh, Jonathan was doing something uh, regarding options, uh, I was all ears. So that's why I'm here today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Sigma team. Um, and, uh, I, I really hope that they will, um, be able to move forward. I haven't heard anything, um, about, um, you know, about their progress since the collapse. Um, I know, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, about how it's just, it's just emotionally hard, uh, you know, with everything that, that happened. And, and I totally feel that, you know, I still, 
feel like I'm in, uh, you know, I, but there's, there's good days and there's bad days and, you know, and there's, um, uh, there's definitely a, a, a need for mourning. Um, and, uh, so I just hope that, uh, I hope to hear good things from them, um, in the future, but in, in the meantime, you know, options and perps, um, are used together for a, um, for a number of different strategies, you know, really to be, uh, to have a successful options platform in, in many cases, you know, in, in centralized, um, or, you know, trade by, um, there needs to be futures contracts. Um, there's a, there's a number of like both the directional and market neutral strategies that can be, um, realized through the combination of those products. And so there was a, what started really as a passion project, um, by one of the, uh, you know, you know, core contributors to Levana, um, then kind of grew. Um, and it was, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it, it was almost at a um, as an at an advantage after the crash because the um, the product had been built kind of uh, um, you know independent uh, you know focused around Cosmosm 1.0 and so it was the first product it was the least amount of lift to actually bring that to testnet um, and what the product does if you haven't had a chance to to look at it is it allows for the creation so that means the minting and selling because minting and selling are um, so the minting and selling of covered calls and cashback puts, um, and then the 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 buying, um, or, you know, purchasing of these calls and puts, and then also the um, the the reselling and execution. So that's it's really designed as a primitive uh, to enable option markets, which would be permissionless option markets that then. Uh, a lot of really interesting structured products like, um, you know, DOVs like the decentralized option vaults, like if you're familiar with Ribbon or, um, or um, uh, you know, and, and, and I mean, there's a whole handful of them uh, that are already on the market. Uh, and we think that this is a really critical solution that's needed in the Cosmos space um, as a general product, which can be uh, used in order to create hedges, uh, and it's bi-directional hedges. It's either to protect you against, um, you know, uh, flash crashes, or um, to protect you against unwinding periods from uh, from validators or from staking positions, um, and and a few other like really uh, interesting um, usage. And now that all sounds really complicated, and. It's, it, you know, believe me, it, I think one of the challenges and the reasons that options haven't been really the, the knock, you know, the, the home run product in crypto is because they've always been, um, you know, not targeted retail. You know, they're primarily targeted toward more advanced uh, financial services, whether it's hedge funds or, um, you know, more advanced uh, traders. One of the goals that we have at Levana is to really turn it into something that's so dead simple that anybody can use it. And so I'm happy to kind of break down what the approach is there or to explain any of the terms, uh, whether it's, you know, calls or puts or, you know, what does it mean to execute it? What does it mean if it's in the money? What are the what is the expiration dates? Uh, to, I'm happy to take the conversation whatever direction that you that you would find uh, useful. Jonathan, that, that's awesome. I heard a couple use cases there that I hadn't considered. 
do you mind if we just kind of unpack a couple of those? I think that may be the maybe maybe the best way that the listener can really kind of understand why they would even want to do this. Like the this unbonding period, that's that's brilliant. Do you mind do you mind if we unpack that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So this yeah, this was one of the things that excited me personally. Um and uh and if I let's say that you have a twenty-eight day unbonding period. Um, which I, I believe, you know, that there's there's a number of Cosmos uh, chains that have a, um, you know, have an, an unbonding period that long. Um, even if it's 14 days, um, it's still, it's a considerable amount of time. So the, if you're not familiar, the, the, the concept of an option is that I pay you today for an option to, to, to have a deal with you at a certain, um, at a certain you know criteria sometime in the future. So and that's you know why it's called an option. So it could be that you and I make a deal where I will um I will pay you a certain amount of money and then you will commit to buy some of my tokens at a certain price. Um so that would be called a put. So if you um and it's kind of like I'm I'm agreeing that I will put my tokens on the market um, a month from now. And you're agreeing that when they go on the market a month from now, you will buy them um, at a minimum price. Now, it's it's optional because at the end of the day, when I bought this contract from you, um, I, I get to decide whether or not I want to execute it. So again, sounds very complicated. Let's let's break it down into into how you actually use it um, for this this case, how you how you would use a, a put. Um, do you, how, do you have the actual interface up? Because I know Rebel, Rebel uh, had it up yesterday and was kind of sharing some pricing. And like, if we actually did an example for everybody, like say with Adam right now, like that oh, might sure. really help crystallize the learning. Like see that Adam's trading at like 1460 something. So if you had Adam and it was staked, and let's just say you wanted to sell some of it, like say it had pumped, right? You bought some at whatever, seven or nine, and you wanted to sell some, but you have to wait, uh, whatever, 21 or 28 days. And it's at 1460 and you want to lock in a certain amount of gains. What are say the 13s trading for the 14s? Yes. So the pricing is, I don't want to focus too much on the pricing on testnet because it's, um, it's an open market. And so, when people are just playing with monopoly money, so then the, the pricing of the options obviously um, isn't necessarily going to reflect uh, rational actors in the real mar- in the real world market. But if we if we just put the, the pricing of the option to the side, I think your use case is perfect. Let's say that um, that uh, you could just make up the I, pricing something yeah, that would be reasonable too. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's say that I had um, let's say that I I had a thousand. Um, I had a thousand Adam tokens. All right. So that's $14,000, almost $15,000. That's a lot of money. Now I have that staked and it's going to take 14 days. It's going to take two weeks um, for that to be, uh, to be unbonded. Um, so the soonest that I can sell it is 14 days from now. So now I want to lock in a price. So I might come to you and say, you know what? Um, uh, I know it, it might be, uh, it might, you know, we don't know whether or not Adam is going to go up or whether it's going to go down, but I want to be assured that I'm at, at least going to get $12 per Adam token, that 
And uh, so how much would you be willing to buy all of my Atom tokens um, in two weeks from now at 12 bucks a pop, which is going to cost you $12,000. And then let's just talk about the the other side of that, the counterparty, because I was on a space last night talking about this uh, with Sefi and he was, he was saying, you know, I'd love to DCA and buy Adam if it got down to $12 and you could take the other side. If you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, like if you're Sefi and say, you know, I'll take all thousand of those atoms if it gets if it gets to twelve dollars. But if you want me to agree to pay you twelve, it could fall to ten. You're gonna have to give me like fifty cents a contract. Or you're gonna have exactly. to give me like five hundred bucks right now if you want me to promise you that I'll give you at least twelve thousand dollars for your thousand atom in two weeks. Right? Yep. And Exactly. And now a, a great way to, you know, a great uh, an analogy to uh, to think of this is an insurance company. You know, it's that um, I just bought a Ferrari and I'm driving around my Ferrari and my Ferrari is worth, you know, I'm going to keep the numbers the same, is going to be is worth $14,000. It's a little toy, you know, uh, micro machine Ferrari. But um, so my my Ferrari is worth 14, my car is worth $14,000. And then I say, you know what? My car might get wrecked. My car might just drive off a cliff between now and 14 days from now, or two weeks from now, or a month from now. So I'm going to pay you 500 bucks. And if my uh, car gets totaled, then you will buy the totaled, you know, hunk of junk from me at 12,000 bucks. Now, if I don't total the car, meaning that the market doesn't crash, so then you who bought the contract just walks away with the $500, and, and that was just your profit. But if the car does get, uh, get totaled, so then I essentially had a form of insurance against it that I can bring my contract and I can bring the, you know, the, the burning uh, pile of, uh, of, you know, of uh, Micro Machine Ferrari uh, over to you. And then you have to uh, you you have to execute it. You have to buy it off of me. So I was I was insured the same way that someone who wants to unstake can essentially get insurance that they know that they'll be able to lock in a price today um, at the time that it becomes unbonded in the future. Yeah, and to have a thriving options market, you need to have people on both sides of the trade. And so that's a good example to show motivation for a put, like a put, you can do a put and that can go two different ways. So somebody who buys a put, they want to lock in that price. They want that insurance and they get to pick what price. And they also get to put, pick what time frame, and that'll, uh, that'll determine the price of the option. But on the other side of that, the people who are selling the options, uh, they have motivation too. Like I call selling puts, um, almost like a an efficient D, uh, an efficient DCA or limit order. So if I want to buy Adam, but I think it's going to get a little bit cheaper and I say, you know, there's so many people that say this, you know, if Bitcoin goes to 15,000, I'll buy it. That's one thing. It's another thing to put your money where your mouth is. And if there's a thriving options market on Cosmos, you can now do that. Um, we can actually use just the same example, Jonathan, to talk about covered calls because uh, I think the two go hand in hand. In fact, uh, it's, Hutch, it's Hutch. Yeah. Hutch, can I jump in for a moment here and just say like, sure. yeah, I, th I think I'm following along with what you're saying, which is good. 
Um, but you kind of pre-taught me this last night, which was nice. And um, before we even talk about covered calls, like, is is that the same thing as a call? What's the difference between a call option and a covered call? Just breaking it down even more for us. A covered call. A covered call, when you're selling it, means that you already have the asset that could get called away. So if you buy a call, and people traditionally, when they get into options, they buy a call. That's probably the simplest thing. They want token go up. They don't have enough money for said token, or they don't want to invest for the full thousand atom. So instead of investing in a thousand atom, because they think token go up, they'll buy 10 contracts. A contract usually equals 100 of the underlying. And so they'll buy 10 contracts, which is a thousand atom, and they can do that for a lot cheaper than the outlay it would take to buy a thousand atom. And uh, so they can, therefore, it's leverage. They can use leverage or they can uh, invest a smaller dollar amount to control a larger number of the underlying for when token go up. Now, a cover call, and this is a good point, you know, they're called options, but they're really only options for the buyers. So if I buy a call, I have the option to call away your atom. Or if I buy a put, I have an option to put the atom to you. But the sellers, they don't have any options. <laughs> Once they sell well, the option. they get paid. Yeah, that, yeah, they're getting paid to make a commitment. And it's a one-sided commitment. That's the difference between For sure. an option and a future. Well, but the, I think it's the distinction is when you sell an option, it's an option for somebody else, but it's a contract to you. And they actually call them options contracts. So when you're a seller, it's now a contract. And so a covered call, and I think it's smart, the reason uh, why Jonathan says he's starting with just cash secured puts and covered calls, because you already like if you sell a call, you're saying that if Adam goes to the moon. You're still gonna you're still gonna sell the atom to somebody else for cheaper, and so there's unlimited risk to the upside. And so a covered call means you already have the thousand atoms sitting in your wallet. And so if atom goes to the moon, you can always have your atom called away, and you're going to be able to deliver that atom to somebody else. Does that make sense, Rebel? Okay, so that's maybe my misunderstanding here. I wasn't aware you could even sell an option if well, it wasn't already covered. Well, yeah, let's let's look at it like this. Let's say that um let's say that just you and I are friends, okay? And um and a new That's a big stretch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um right, let's just uh, you know, it's it's you and your friend and a new video game is coming out. Um you know, it's uh, like Half-Life 3 has just been announced and um, there's going to be some type, you know, there's going to be like a special box set. Um, and I and I don't want to buy it today because I want to see what the reviews are. And so I say to my friend, you know, this thing is supposed to go for a hundred bucks when it comes out. You know, the special box set It's going to have one of those little squid aliens on it. Um, and uh, how about this? I'll give you. 10 bucks today um so that right after the holiday season um i will have an option to buy this box set from you so come january 1st i can buy it from you for 100 bucks and i'll give you 10 bucks today so that you uh you know to so that you promise 
Now, you don't own it. It might not even exist. It might not even be purchasable today. But come January 1st, if I execute that option, now you're going to get in the car. You're going to go to Best Buy. You're going to buy it. If, it, if Best Buy sold out, you're going to go onto eBay. That thing might cost you 500 bucks, but you still have promised to buy it. And so that is, that's how most options work, is that the seller of the, of the call doesn't actually go out and get the asset because what they're trying to do is they're trying to price the strike price um, to, so that nine out of 10 times, they never have to actually go to Best Buy and buy the thing, that the option expires and none of us um, actually executed it. And in that case, it would be, you know, come January 1st, Everybody in their, you know, everybody, the game was so overhyped and it ended up, you know, tanking and nobody wants it. And I can pick it up at the bargain bin for like, you know, 30 bucks. So now, obviously, I'm not going to pay you a hundred dollars, um, you know, to go out and do that for me. I'm just going to go to Best Buy on my own and, and pick it up for, for, for 15 or 30 bucks. So the using our Adam to bring it back to our Adam example, if you have your Adam unbonding. It's trading right now at 1460. And you could say, you know, I believe in Adam long term. I just don't believe we're going to the moon anytime soon. So I'm going to sell the 16 calls or the 1550 calls, which means if Adam does go to the moon, I'm going to have my Adam called away. I'm going to have to sell my Adam to somebody else for 1550. I don't necessarily think it's going to get there, but if it does, I still get to sell it to them at 1550, about 90 cents above where it's trading today. That's still not a bad deal. And maybe I get to collect 40 cents or 50 cents of income for the next 14 days or however long we're doing for this scenario, just for giving somebody the option to buy my Adam at a higher price it is today. And so it's it, and on, a, on a traditional exchange, what that would be similar to would be a um an automatic take profit you know if you put in that you said you know okay it's at 14 bucks today if it goes up to 16 bucks or 17 bucks you know if it goes up to 16 bucks sell half my bag if it goes up to 20 bucks sell the other half of my bag so uh within the realm of DeFi, those types of things um are um are challenging um especially to do at scale and so options actually creates a very interesting um, uh, set of uh, you know, potential strategies where people can lock in profits today based on future price, price movements. And that's, that's what's so exciting about it. And, and as Hutch mentioned, um, there's really no risk. There's no way for um, the, the, they can't become insolvent because everything is collateralized. That's what it means you know, for it being a covered call. And um, so there's no blow up risk, and you as the seller of the option, you you can't lose money, because you, uh, you know, you all you can lose is opportunity. You know, oh, it went up to I I made a covered call at 16, and then at the end of the month it was trading at 20, but I agreed to you at the beginning of the month to sell it to you at 16, so I only made two dollars of profit for uh, Adam Token as opposed to you know, what would that be? $6 a profit. So I missed out on some profit, but I still made money. And that's also what's really, I mean, that's, it's a really desirable, um, uh, you know, pr like primitive for all of Cosmos um, to, to allow for 
people to really be able to create these strategies that have a um, minimum amount of risk, um, but really, you know, great potential upside. Hey, do you, do you mind if I share the most famous and documented use of covered calls and puts in history before I take these kids to school? This is the So Mark Cuban, it's documented. You can look up Mark Cuban, uh, Mark Cuban collar, like collar of a shirt. And a collar is a combination of the two things we've talked about. A collar is a combination of a covered call, selling a covered call. And using that money to finance the insurance to the downside of a protective put. And it's documented when um, uh, Mark Cuban's company, I think it was called Broad, not Broadcom, it's Broad something. But he made this company amass a pretty big fortune. I think it was worth, I don't know, close to a billion dollars. And he didn't get paid in cash. He got paid in Yahoo stock. And it was near nearing the end of the tech bubble. And he was a little concerned that things might crash and everybody thought he was crazy, but he uh, worked with some really, really smart financial people and over the counter, he didn't do it with the retail markets because he would have just like blown it up because it was such huge scale, but worked with some different market makers and collared all this Yahoo stock he got. He sold covered calls, which again, to Jonathan's point, he gave up some upside if Yahoo, like Yahoo had already gone to the moon, past the moon. It had gone to freaking Jupiter. But if it went to Pluto, he was going to miss out a little bit on the upside. And he used all that money he got for the income of selling the calls because you get that income immediately. It's yours to keep no matter what. He used it to finance a protective put and put a floor to his downside. And so that's why they call it a collar. It's like collaring the neck. Of course, Yahoo crashed as did everything else. And he got to, he got to put his Yahoo stock about 90% higher than what it was worth. And that's how he was able to lock in his fortune. So using our Adam example, if Adam's trading at 1460, it's going to take 14 days to unbond, right? You would amass this thousand atom and that you really want to lock that in. Maybe because you want to buy a car, maybe probably not a mini Ferrari, but maybe you want to buy a car with it. And you say, you know what? I might give up some upside, but I'm going to sell the 1550 calls because the closer you do to the actual price that it's trading at, the more option premium you're going to get. So it's trading at 1460. I'm going to sell the 1550 calls. I sell a little bit of upside. I know I might lose money if it goes to 17 or 18, not lose money, but lose opportunity, but that's okay. I'm going to get this money and then I'm going to use this money to finance the protection of the downside. And I'm going to buy the $13 puts. And so it's really like a no out of pocket transaction, right? You're, you're buying the insurance with the money financed from selling the covered call. And by doing so, you can put a collar around Adam. So while it's unbonding, you know that you're the most you're going to lose or like the most for sure, you're at least going to get $13 per Adam. And, you know, you can't make any more than 1550 for this two week or three week period or whatever it is. But at least you've now put a collar around things. And that's that's one of the cool applications you could do. But there's lots of these combinations with options. Yeah, and I think that the, uh, the there's two parts that I'm particularly excited about. Uh, are, uh, one is um, is uh, educating, like focus on on education. Uh, I believe that, like in general, 
the, the Cosmos ecosystem and specifically the Juno ecosystem is a little bit more sophisticated than what you find in, in other ecosystems, you know, from the, you know, the people that I've, uh, I've been interacting with over the past couple months. Uh, so I believe that these tools can have um, more, uh, you know, uh, better success uh, product market fit um, than, you know, what you might find on like, you know, some other chains. And then, uh, and then the second, besides just educating people how to create strategies around, um, uh, you know, around this technology, uh, is also to um, both build out simplifications in-house and then to partner with other teams to build, um, you know, vaults or, um, or, or structured products, which automate a lot of this, where you could just come in and say, you know, do I want a bullish uh, atom uh, option strategy or do I want a bear um, you know option strategy and you know and I can even like walk through I'm imagining in my head like a wizard you know like uh, I don't know if that term is still used but where I come onto a website and I say um, you know I am a I'm delegating and I think that the price is going to go down and I want to protect myself against the price going down. And then the platform then just explains to you or, or just provide, you know, you put in that information and then the, the platform says, okay, well, here's the strategy that would um, be optimized for that approach. Um, and then, you know, and, and then also I think a, another, besides just for the retail market, I think the, the validators, because the, the validators um, within the space, you know, and Cosmos as a whole is all built around validators. We're all either delegating to validators or we are, are running validators. And so validation is a business. And, um, and imagine, that you're, imagine that you're on a chain and there's only 99, um, there's only 99 uh, or there's 100 validators that are within the active validator set. You know, so if you get bumped out, so then now you're, um, you know, you're off the boat and the boat is still swimming ahead, meaning, you know, you're not getting these, uh, these same rewards and you're not participating in consensus, et cetera. Um, and so that's a really dangerous position to be in. So being able to, to, you know, to say like, hi, I am a validator and I need to be, you know, here's the amount of capital that I have, cash in hand. I need to um, be confident that a month from now, if I need to purchase an extra 10,000 Juno tokens, that I will be able to afford that. And so then you, um, the, you know, the options protocol can then um, create a strategy um, that, that allows you for your business to be able to run a, in a de-risked fashion. And I think that if, uh, if this can be nailed either, you know, directly through Levana or through one of Levana's partnerships, um, I think that this is, this could be a go-to product that, um, every validator, uh, you know, uses as part of their, their business tools. Yeah. That's awesome. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, from, from my perspective, this is Rebel DeFi speaking. Um, my experience with Juno is not as great as some of the people on this call. And I mean, from what I've seen, it is a very sophisticated chain. And this sort of goes back to what Jonathan said at the start, um, of his last comment there. I mean, I, th I think there's another very sophisticated DeFi chain in the cosmos. 
um, one Jonathan knows very well himself. Um, and I, I think these options would have been, they would have fitted in really well over on Terra. So it's, it's really exciting for me that, um, and, and one of the reasons I didn't really look into Juno so much when Terra was humming was because Terra was the place to be. So with things happening or happening the way they did, um, it's quite interesting that so many great projects that, that we're building on Terra are now sharing the love around the cosmos. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, options being on, uh, I mean, look, it was hard with Terra because, you know, not only did just Luna just, you know, get nuked, but UST got nuked as well. So it's like, uh, you know, with, uh, with Axelar USDC, um, you know, and with a uh, Kajira stable coin, um, and with a few other stable coins that are in the works. Uh, so I believe that there will be, um, uh, you know, enough, uh, there, there will be, um, segmented risk that, you know, if a governance token from a cosmos chain, um, was to have some type of cataclysmic event that it wouldn't take down, um, you know the uh, the the stable coins that would be backing uh, a put, so you would have um, you you know you wouldn't have a contagion risk, you know as a, I, I believe is the the technical term, and that that's really what killed. I mean that's what killed you know like my savings and you know and and everybody else who was involved on you know if if we weren't like degening on Luna then we were you know degening on Anchor. So it's like when when everything blew up we got hit from both angles. But I think that um, that given the lack of contagion risk within the broader Cosmos ecosystem, that there is, um, you know, that there is uh, a real need for a product like this. Um, and it's, you know, it's not as as like sexy or, or trendy as um, as, you know, some of the other things that are coming out uh, in DeFi today. But I think it's a it's a critical piece of the puzzle. And I think that uh, we've got a good shot of uh, of being first to market and building something with the lowest uh, barrier to entry and, and truly something that's permissionless. I think that that's, that's also that's something that, that's important is that I really view this as a, um, a, you know, as a, as a community good. And I think that, uh, that it will be interesting to see how the community embraces it. You know, just some, in terms of some vanity metrics, um, we've had over 9,000 uh, different wallets interact with our testnet. Um, which has been amazing. You know, I, I had a, I, I had a call, I, I had a call with beach right before um, it went live. And, you know, I was telling her like, you know, cause uh, like she was talking about scalability issues and, you know, some other things. And, and I said, uh, I was like, what are you going on and on about? There's like, can it, there's like options are so hard, so complicated. Like we'll be lucky if we get a hundred people to try this product out. And here we are now almost at 10,000 people uh you know trying it out and we put a captcha on it so you know it wouldn't like you know we we just didn't want a bunch of bots that uh, that were playing with it so you know we have like the google captcha um which does a really great job at deterring you know we see a bunch of bots come in and they just kind of bounce right off of it so very excited don't beat yourself it's it's incredibly sexy it's just a question just of one thing is, yeah, i was watching one of the videos that you guys linked to sort of in the help section of the Levana options and right towards the end of the video and this kind of just goes back to what you're just saying about Anchor um, the guy said in the video that a good APY for selling puts was 20% so 
So I thought, wow, that Sam Levan are still building for the culture. And it's also, it's real yield. That's what's so cool about it is that you're providing a service to somebody with a need that has a business model and then they're paying you for it. So it's not just, it's not, it's not Ponzi-nomics. It's not just making tokens out of thin air. It's not, you know, self-referential. Oh, this is valuable because that is valuable. It's just, no, I'm going to, I will promise you that I will perform a transaction in the future um, if, if you want. And then in exchange for that, you will pay me money today. So being able to just take, to be able to get real yields um, that, you know, high outperforms the market is, is something that I, I think is we need more of this, you know, in the industry as a whole. Hey, Jonathan, Absolutely. Um, just a question for Hutch, if that's all right. Um, seeing as you've got so much like TradFi options experience, like I'm beginning to think the options isn't as difficult as I first thought it was. I mean, is that fair to say that once you start playing with them and making transactions, it starts to fall into place? Yeah, it really does. Can you hear me or no? I, I, I was wondering if I'm, if I'm, am I coming through? Or maybe start the school run yep, already. I can hear you. I think there's a slight okay. delay um, between the two of you because you did speak over each other a little bit. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it is a lot simpler than people think. And I think, again, just education can help kind of lower uh, the barrier to entry. That's just really out of fear. Just, you know, when human beings get confused, we just shut down paralysis by analysis. We're done. So especially some of the simpler option strategies that we just talked about, because it can get a lot more complicated and also very cool. Uh, because when you start to use these options in combination, like we discussed uh, with some education rebel, which you're a master at, I think it can lower the barrier to entry. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to ask Jonathan in thinking about, we talked about Terra and one of the things that really helped with its kind of last legs of growth was the, was getting the Bitcoin community involved with the, uh, with the infamous Bitcoin reserve. And um, I had heard uh, Rebel said that one of the tickers on there was wrapped Bitcoin. And I thought that was very interesting. And if that's the case, if it's some kind of cosmos wrapped Bitcoin, uh, that might bring in some eyeballs that may not otherwise uh, we may not otherwise have on Juno. Uh, is is that a reality coming? Um, it's a so a lot of it depends on liquidity. There's also a, a question about cash settlement versus notional settlement. So cash settlement is when um, you you know going back to the uh, analogy of you know the the hot video game that you you got you know, January 1st, right after the holiday season is that, you know, do you want it? Um, do you want the, uh, you know, do you want the, 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 the seller to actually send you the video game or do you want them to send you the difference between the current market value of the video game and whatever is listed in your option contract? So again, it's like half-life is now trading on eBay for like 300 bucks. I have a contract for a hundred bucks. So I execute the contract January 1st and you just, you know, you just Venmo me 200 bucks of the difference or uh, so that that's called cash settlement. Um, but that requires uh, ample liquidity and whatever the market is that we're actually dealing with. Um, notional settlement would be, I actually, I, I Venmo you on January 1st, the hundred bucks, and then you um, FedEx me the actual video game. Um, now it's much safer um, 
with a lot of these, let's call them like exotic assets to, um, to Cosmos, whether it's like small cap coins or whether it's bridge tokens to actually settle in the notional asset. And we, we originally built the options protocol um, to settle to cash, which is much more common in TradeFi. But uh, given the feedback, the, the demand from the community, from these you know, ten, almost 10,000 people that have played with the product so far, um, so given um, the feedback that we're seeing uh, in, you know, from, uh, uh, from the, their, their thoughts and what, they, what assets they want to see listed, um, it, I think it makes a lot more sense to just settle notionally, uh, which then means that, yeah, by, by all means, we'd be able to have, um, you know, wrapped Bitcoin, wrapped Ethereum, uh, wrapped Solana, you know, wrapped near, um, you know, anything that you can, that there is either IBC supported um, or, you know, there's wrapped versions, whether it's powered by Axelar or um, what's the other one called? Uh, Nomadic, I think, is working with uh, Kajira for Bitcoin. Uh, Nomic, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Um, Here, here's an idea that Sefi had that I thought was really, really cool. Uh, going back to the Terra with there's Luna and then there's Luna X, which is liquid staked Luna. He was saying that there are now liquid staked versions of Atom. And I don't know if there are of other tokens, but if you could sell covered calls on that, you could essentially double dip on income. You're, Has everything been quiet or is Hutch talking? Uh, Hutch, is, Hutch is there. I think... Um, Rebels so yeah, some issues. so the um, the the idea of staked tokens is is uh, very revel is like incredibly important with uh, with um, uh, with covered calls and there's so I actually was just on the phone about two hours ago um, with uh, the founder of a um, a staking protocol. I don't want to say the name of it, um, but it's you know it's it's one of the the you know the, the more recently launched uh, staking protocols um, on Juno um, and on, on Cosmos in general, and the idea that uh, that I was uh, that I was I was pitching is um, is if you have a yield bearing um, liquid staking token, um, imagine if I can put it in the contract because I like to think of the contracts. Let me back up so you can you can follow this visualization here. Um, imagine I've got a box. Okay, and that box has a lock on the outside, and I put a thousand atom tokens inside of that box, and then I lock it, and then on the like digital lock on the outside, it has the strike price as to when it can be, um, you know, when when it can actually be executed. So I could say there's a thousand uh, tokens inside of this. Uh, there's a thousand atom tokens inside of this box. The strike price is sixteen, so uh, sixteen dollars. So if you actually want to execute, if you want to unlock this box in a month, then you have to pay $16,000 and then the assets in this box, it magically opens and then you get the thousand atoms. So a rational actor, um, it lets, let's say that at the end of the month, Adam drops down to $10. So obviously nobody holding the box is going to put $16,000 um, know, in the slot of the box to open it up. Uh, to now get ten thousand dollars worth of atoms, they'd be they'd be down, you know, six thousand dollars. But if Adam jumped to you know thirty bucks a coin, um, and uh, so that means the the and so now I put in the sixteen thousand dollars, I open up uh, the box, I get these atoms. These atoms are now 
worth, um, I don't even remember what I said, $30,000. So I just made $14,000 by opening up the box. And then if the box expires, it gets teleported back from your house back to my house. So that's kind of how, like in a sci-fi, um, you know, fantasy, like Levana style vision, that's uh, that that's how I, I envision it. Or, you know, if it, if it was going to be gamified, that's that's how the, it would be visually represented. So now I- imagine that um, what's inside the box is not just Adam, but is liquid staked Adam. So now there's a couple different ways that this could be played. So now it's actually not a thousand Adam that are in there. Let's say, what is Adam's... Uh, um, what is it monthly? It's about half a percent a month. Is that the uh, the the earnings? Does anybody know offhand? Um, I can actually just look it up. But uh, but let's just yeah, let's just say it's half a percent. Um, so that means that if I've got my thousand, that would mean that uh, that you know if it was ten percent, um, or you know if it was uh, so there's an extra five atoms that are going to be in that box at the end of the month. Um, so they could be done in two different ways. It could be done that I take the liquid staking token, I put it into the box, but then the rewards from the liquid staking token actually just stay by me. They never enter into the box. So that's one potential way to do it. So I've got these, um, I've got this, uh, this atom and I'm earning these five extra atom tokens every month. Um, and, and now I put it into a box and I sell that box for, you know, 500 bucks, 1500 bucks. Um, and I put a strike price that I think is going to be higher than what the market will go to. So now I made 1500 bucks on the box. Um, I made the five, you know, to 10 atom tokens that I was going to get from it. Um, and even if the box um, is opened, I made profit off of that as well. So it's like a triple dip um, in terms of, of creating. A, a you know uh, a strategy around this with liquid tokens. I don't even see it as a double dip. It's a you know you you made money from three different angles. So and then it could also be structured where the rewards actually go into the box itself. They don't go into my wallet sitting at my house. Um, so then now it makes it even more interesting for the buyer. I instead of be, instead of selling it for fifteen hundred bucks, maybe I can sell it for twenty five hundred bucks because the the box gets heavier over time as these new um atom tokens get you know teleported into it so i'm i apologize if i lost anybody from the analogy that's just how my brain works but um i think it's a liquid staking tokens and um and option contracts um go really go hand in hand and support each other very well rebel did you get most of that i think he's having a little issue with he can't hear hutch but he can hear everyone else I don't know, Hutch, Hutch just blocks me or something. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so no, sorry it's to talk over anyone. But no, no, I can hear Jonathan perfectly and I can hear Highland. Shut up, Van. It happened in the last episode as well, we did. Uh, yeah, a bit of a weird one. So, Jonathan, it's, um, sorry, Rem, You want to go Highland off you go. Like, yeah, you go. It's um, fascinating stuff, what you're talking about. I, I do get parts of it, uh, <laughs> but the education side would be awesome for the community, like, but when do we when do we start, Jonathan? When can we start using this? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I mean, we've been uh, I mean, we've been editing the code. Uh, it, it, it's been on testnet for a month now, um, and we've learned so much. We've learned so much from you know from just hundreds of people's feedback, thousands of people playing with it, just watching what they do. And um, 
And so we do have changes that we want to make to to make the product uh, just better. Uh, first of all, just make it more robust. Um, we have to prepare the code for auditing, um, you know, because it was uh, it was initially just a uh, like a side project, um, and then you know now it's you know security is is like so important to us. Um, you know, we don't want any you know we don't want an exploit to come and then be able to unlock these boxes you know prematurely or to you know. To, to, to do any other types of malicious action. So I'd say we're still a couple months away from uh, from mainnet. And I'm probably, you know, one of the bad guys here just in terms of like, I want I want everything. Um, and I want a perfect product before anything comes to market. But, uh, but we'll figure out, um, you know, the right way. Oh, I see some hands up. So I'll, I'm just going to stop talking. No, no, I think that was Hutch just waving silently to leave. So yeah, he's off taking the kids to school. Ah. Uh, got it, got it. All right, well, yeah, I, I, mis- I misread that uh, emoji, but it's um. So yeah, so we're we're you know it's a, it's going to be a few um. I, you know, I'd say um, probably two, uh, two months to build out some of the the features or services or changes, um, and then you know, and we'll we'll start the auditing process in that time. Um, so what are we in? We're in the be- the middle of September. So I'd say definitely live. Um, Definitely live before the end of this year, and hopefully a lot, you know, a lot, a lot sooner than that. You've been using this sort of analogy of computer games quite a lot throughout this presentation, and I'm, I'm just wondering, like, is there going to be some new exciting side scroller, like the options wizard, maybe running around gathering coins and trying to well, open not- up some strike boxes or something? Uh, um, I. Uh- I, uh, yeah, I mean, if you could see my notebook, I mean, it, yeah, like, uh, I, I, I've, uh, I've got, um, I, I don't think so. Not, uh, we're not going to be able to do that before we launch it. Uh, Zahav is getting her own side scroller. Um, so that should come out in a couple weeks. Um, and so that's, you know, we had Salim, um, we had a guardian, uh, and then now, uh, Zahava as a council member, um, as one of the makers. And if you're not familiar with the, uh, the sci-fi fantasy story of Lavana. I highly recommend listening to the audiobook. Um, the first eight chapters are live. The the ninth chapter will go live a little bit later today. Um, it's a it's a really excellent book. It's an analogy of uh, what we're doing here um, in crypto. You know, you through told through um, allegory and metaphor of you know a totalitarian like evil council that's that's controlling everything. Um, the finances and health of, uh, you know, of, of the, of humanity, um, who are called the Terrans and then dragons represent, you know, kind of this crypto, this, uh, uncontrollable power that can't be, um, controlled by the council uh, or the council tries to control it through one means or, an, or another, but, uh, but, but ultimately they lose. Um, so if you haven't, uh, you know, taken time to listen to the audiobook, uh, highly recommend that. Um, there will be a comic book NFT of it in the, in the future. And in terms of being able to gamify um, these DeFi products, you know, that's something that we're very passionate about. Um, we love the vision. Uh, we lost uh, pretty much all of the, fu- I mean, more than all of the funding that we had to build out a strong gamefi product similar to DeFi Kingdom um, when uh, Terra crashed. But we are optimistic that... Um, that the success of the DeFi products themselves um, should be able to put us on track, please God, to be able to continue the the original vision of uh, of, of creating 
you know, strong gamification, exactly how you outlined it, that I, I can imagine, you know, um, I can imagine being in a, in a virtual setting and, and creating covered calls um, or creating, you know, per, like perps positions um, as part of like an adventure game or, you know, like an, an RPG. So that's, that's where my heart is. So, so, then, so please God, we'll be able to get there. Sounds fantastic. Epic. Awesome. Um, now, often on these spaces, when Jonathan's involved, there's a, a little bit of monologue, a very enjoyable monologue. But seeing as we're sort of reaching towards the end of our hour, is there anyone on the floor who might have a question for Jonathan? Could be about anything to do with Levana. Could be about, well, to be honest, Levana do actually have another space in, is it one, two hours, Jonathan? We've got, uh, yeah, I think there's three different AMAs today. and. Um, there's, there, there's three different AMAs today. Some of the other things that you, that are going on within, uh, um, Levana is that we successfully, um, uh, migrated, uh, the active game assets from Terra to Juno. Um, so if, uh, if you, they're, they're currently, you could, you can see them on loop. So we had, uh, we moved about 50,000 NFTs from Terra to uh, Juno over the past couple days, so we'll be talking about that. Um, and uh, there is uh, Juno actually has a Commonwealth proposal where um, there will be um, that th- there will hopefully be a a fund put together um, that will act as kind of like an ecosystem fund um, and a uh, you know like a like an investment fund for the DAO. And I was nominated um, to participate in that. For those that don't know, I, um, in addition to being a builder, uh, you know, and, and and having a few exits of start of startups that I created, um, I also have um, a pretty uh, compelling track record um, as a, a hedge fund manager and a venture capitalist. And um, I have uh, participated in a number of very successful uh, on-chain DAOs. So I would love to bring. Uh, the experience that I that I've gained over the, these last you know roughly twenty years of working in um, in the world of high tech and finance um, to really focus what uh, I believe that Juno should become and has the the ability to become um, the uh, the largest most successful uh, platform in uh, in Cosmos um, app chain in Cosmos. But I believe that to get there, it's going to require focus. It's going to require um, it's going to require efficient allocation of uh, of capital, um, you know, very pinpointed at the right time to the right teams to to really be able to um, execute and then create this robust uh, uh, set of use cases that then will make um, Juno a desirable home uh, and desirable layer one uh, for a growing ecosystem. And so, if uh, if I could get some love on that um, that Commonwealth uh, proposal, just to to no, uh, for nominations, you know, I would be um, I'd be very grateful to to you listeners, and I'll I'll drop a link to that uh, below, um, you know, momentarily of of uh, actually how do you hard it, and all it takes is a Juno wallet, like a Kepler wallet. So if you have a Kepler wallet, you have some Juno in it, you can come, you can log in, and you can and give the post a heart. Sure. Um... And sometimes to get some love, you've got to give some love. So I think the guy who nominated you for that, Max, is actually on the call here. So 
maybe you'd like to give him a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Max is a Max is a, a scholar and a gentleman. Um, we've gotten to to you know uh, know each other, and he's first of all he's a Levana OG, and um, he has uh, really has been hand holding me, um, uh, entering in and like learning about everything that's happening within the Juno ecosystem and then just within the greater uh, IBC ecosystem. So he's an, an excellent educator, um, and, you know, a, a pleasure to work with. And I'm just, you know, really, really excited to, um, you know, just to, just to really get to lean in. And I think that's really where the opportunity is. And especially in a bear market, you know, it's uh, the, like, uh, I, I, um, I had the most success, like life-changing success in 2018. Um, and so I'm, I'm very excited to just, to just see that, that happen again. And, and I think that we're, what we, the playbook, you know, back in 2018, when like, we didn't even have like, I mean, what was being built then? Like Uniswap and MakerDAO, um, Compound, like th- that was it. That was DeFi. Those three products, Augur, but like nobody uses Augur. Um, they're great, you know, it's actually a great product, but never found product market fit. Um, and uh, primarily because of liquidity. It's another podcast. Um, but uh, the, you know, the, with the, like, the the path I think is much clearer now is how to how to successfully navigate a um, a bear market, and so very excited to be able to use this time to stay focused to 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 um, to, to glorify and reward builders and to make sure that we're in a position uh, where we can be ahead of the game um, in the next market cycle. And I think that Juno is the, is the perfect place to to focus on. Awesome thoughts there. I'm just wondering if Highlander might want to jump in because I believe his name is down on that um, subdow proposal thing as a potential committee member. Yeah, Jonathan, a lot of people are voicing their opinion on having you on board with it also. I'm in the sort of same boat as the fray in terms of other projects and stuff being built on, you know, so I might step aside on it myself. So if, if it can open the door for you, I would... Uh, <laughs> chat with the, with the internals and hopefully try and get you on board but it looks like you've got overqualified for certain aspects of the DAO mate I would, uh, I would support you anyway well well, thank you you know it's uh, it can never go wrong with uh, you know with, with some more love um, definitely you sold yourself too cheaply there Highlander I mean I'll definitely support Jonathan myself but I think what 10,000 you know would do <laughs> right um <laughs> That's that. I mean, it, it, it requires a very focused group of people. This sort of sub DAO, and yeah, it's it's right in what the community are saying, and and some of the comments I've been reading lately. Um, yeah. So, oh, someone just requested for a yeah, and this is um, do you want to bring Sefi up? He's um, his name's also been sort of muted around this this thing. Just just before Sefi jumps in, if if it's or well, no, I'll go. Yeah, Sefi first. Sefi first. Aye, no worries. But the, as Seth is connecting then, I'll just the question I'll pose to Jonathan to um, think about. That seems to be taking a while to connect, a bit odd. Yeah, so um, I, I put the uh, the link. If you go, if you look at the, I think you can see it in the comment um, to this uh, this spaces. So there's one comment. I don't know if uh, if it shows up on your end. I expected it to come into the comments here. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. If you click on the bottom, if you're on your phone, mobile phone you'll see um in the bottom right hand corner uh there's a little talk bubble for the chat it should have a one next to it if you just tap on that 
you'll see the link to the proposal. One, it's right there. So yeah, Sefi's name has also been muted on this thing, but I mean, Sefi, he's a, he's a terrible G. I mean, hey guys. Uh, hey, Jonathan, good talking to you again. Uh, we've spoken hey, on man, it's occasions. Always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, so uh, yeah, it's kind of, so I just became a, like, I don't know what Junoans are called or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I just... Juggernaut. Okay, so I just started. Juggernaut. Uh, yeah, I just started being involved with yeah. Juno. I kind of like supported the, uh, like Spark IVC um, folks, you know, to build their their validator up and get their, um, you know, delegations up to speed and whatever. But um, yeah, like uh, I, I missed some of this conversation. But like, yeah, what kind of help do you need specifically? Like, just general support, or do you guys need like some? Are you guys do you need like a validator support or something else? I, I missed that part. Oh, well, uh, so that what we didn't speak about that, but uh, I, you know, L- Lavana has interest in uh, running a validator on Juno. So if that's something that you could help facilitate, uh, I'd love to take that into DMs. Um, you know, we have spoken to a couple other um, uh, teams that are currently uh, validating um, or running validators. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it'd love to either just uh, catch, I'm not sure exactly. Um, how and uh, how hands-on you are there, but uh, oh, just like I'm, sanity I'm check not, or it's mostly just throwing money at something. I don't, I don't know the slightest first thing about running a validator. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there, there you if you guys, uh, yeah, I, I thought that's what he meant when he was talking about like supporting uh, you guys. I didn't. I just kind of came in really, really late. But yeah. yeah anyway, no, yeah. If you need uh, sure. help in that regard at some point, yeah, you can put me on the list or whatever. And then, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and then, uh, and then another way is just. Um, I think that it's it's important to just kind of huddle and to have a vision as to what is Juno going to be in six months. Like, what are the what are the the killer products and onboarding experience that needs to be created over the next six to twelve months so that Juno can really ride the um, you know the next bull run and and just be a successful product and then. And then kind of working backwards from there as to, okay, who are the teams that need to be inspired and brought over? Um, <clears throat> what's the marketing material that needs to be created? Uh, what is, uh, you know, one of the things, I don't know, Sefi, how much that you may have interact. Um, oh, did I, I don't know if you can still hear me. My phone made a noise. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we, we might have lost yeah, you, but also wanted to, uh, hey, Sefi. Sefi is already um, offered to, to help. We're going to be on his show next week, I think. So that's certainly really deeply appreciated. Thank you, Sefi, for that. Yeah, it's not much of a show, really. I just kind of like hang out. <laughs> it's kind of like a thing. So, well, yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy to help however you guys need. Yeah, awesome. you guys are awesome. Much appreciated. Uh, really, really good. Really, really good builders. And uh, have uh, everyone has, it seems like, has a good head on the shoulders. So I, uh, you know, I mostly trust in that to a large extent. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, Sefi's monologues are longer than Jonathan's. So put the two together. It's going to be, we'll be in for a treat. Yeah. It's, it'll, it'll be like watching Shakespeare. No, actually, uh, yeah. Actually, when you and I uh, spoke about, uh, uh, spoke about like your history, your life, and kind of how you brought about Lavana, that was, that was actually among one of the more uh, fascinating conversations I've had around here. It was really good. Um, I think uh, if folks haven't heard that one, uh, like Terra Spaces recorded it, actually, it's really good. Uh, yeah, Jonathan has had quite the fascinating sort of like uh, history getting to where 
uh, sort of where he is with Levana and all that. It's very cool. Yeah, that was it. Was a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to you know coming on uh, and getting to to talk again and and to talk less about history and more just kind of about opportunity. I think that that's you know that's that's where we are. There's so much opportunity in the space right now, um, and especially within Cosmos. Um, and I think it just it needs to you know we we uh, we uh, there's you know there there I think one of the things that uh, has made Cosmos. Um, uh, or has has been challenging with Cosmos is also one of its strengths, and that it's so distributed between so many different multiple teams um, and and talent, and that that there there could be a huge benefit to creating some type of structure that um, allows for better cross pollination um, and allows for better uh, just general support and uh, like mission based. Um, uh, accomplishments and, and vision. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what you guys accomplish with things like uh, interchain accounts and things like that, where you know, uh, where potentially like you can draw from a broader um, range of chains on Cosmos. Um, you know, by by being a like with this new system of like increased interconnectedness, and um, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of fun because it makes it sort of like it where to the at some point you will not really necessarily matter like uh, what chain you're on, you'll still be able to participate in things, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the nature of the internet. Like we already have that model. Like I don't care if I go to a website that's running on uh, Azure or AWS or, you know, like bare metal from like some kid's dorm room, you know, uh, or mom's basement. It's, it just works. All of that is just extrapolated and hidden away. And I think that that's the future of Cosmos. Cosmos feels very disjointed right now. You know, I I want to trade. You know, I want to buy Kajira, and so now I have to like, I I have to like the, the amount of steps go from like the exchange to to Atom to Osmosis to you know to Kajira, and then then you got to you know beg somebody for gas money and uh, all of this. There, there's so many friction points that are just going to be cleared up. I think over the next like six to 12 months that it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a completely different uh, user experience for anybody entering into the ecosystem. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much everyone for being here. We've kind of gone a little bit over on time. Um, Jonathan, do you have any closing remarks before we go something specific to the um, Lavana options? That you'd like uh, to no, thanks. With? Thank you for listening. Um, join our discord. Please play with the product. If you, We've got a really great, uh, you can go to blog.lavana.finance. Um, I think the third article there is the introduction to options. Uh, it's, a, it's a quick read. It makes it very simple. Um, it shows, you know, some trading between some council members and, and free Martians, you know, to, to give some analogies of, um, of what it is to interact with uh, options contracts. And then you can just jump right in. Um, you can connect to the test net. You can get some. Uh, monopoly money and then uh, actually play with it and then come onto the discord and share your thoughts absolutely um myself and sefi not sefi sorry sefi <laughs> myself and hutch i've been talking about again together to um maybe make some content around these um levana options and the one thing it was kind of disappointing seeing we're gonna have to wait another two months before mainnet but i think within two months a lot more of us are really going to be able to educate ourselves so that we're ready 
to, um, I suppose, hit the ground running when it comes on to mainnet. Yep. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for your support. And, you know, it is frustrating that things take time. Um, but also we, uh, we just, it's, you know, it's uh we, we want to build something that, uh, that can stand the test of time and that uh, will be um, that people can depend on. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I think I've learned something about Levana options. Thanks everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Juno Builders, TFM AMA with Chain Tools and Levana Protocol. Recorded on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Another fixed game of try my luck Oh, lighten up, dog. It could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead Or putting in new speakers It's a toss-up Driver or just tweakers Don't stress, yo I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake Off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison And put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble